Can't hold, can't hold the place for boys We got no girls, we got no toys So bunks are hard, but heaven's hot Last night a snake crawled in my butt And sure the shower door is shut Or else mosquitoes bite your butt And don't swim past when your friends made A warm spot in the lake All right, guys, hang it, hang it Hey everybody, sorry I'm late. This summer I was working at a summer camp, but instead I got turned into a talking can of mixed vegetables. You're listening to This Film Is Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own version of movie sequels that never got made. I'm Christopher Rivas, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Steve Grande. Hi, sorry I'm late, but me and my friends were playing some baseball, and the ball went over into the other yard, and we're all scared to go <laughs> over it. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> and this week, we have a very special guest. He's a wonderful friend. Uh, he's an actor, comedian, Aww. writer, and video producer uh, based out of Chicago, Mr. Tim Neeser. Hey, sorry I'm late, folks. I was... Uh just uh, got distracted talking out back to my um, guardian angel just you know hoping the team does good this year and maybe I'll get to see my dad <laughs> hey it can happen <laughs> thanks Steve uh, this week we're talking about heavyweights 1995 classic Ben Stiller um Tim, tell us a little bit about why you picked Heavyweights. Yeah, this is, uh, I actually saw this movie for the first time in school in a class where it made no sense for this movie to be playing. It was just a time killer, but I'm grateful it did. Uh, so I was on, I was a little older, I think, than like the target audience uh, when I actually saw it for the first time, but the humor still struck right, maybe if, if not a little bit better um, because of kind of the people who I later learned about actually were behind the scenes making this movie which maybe we'll get into later um let's get into it right now who you got okay okay yeah why not i mean not a lot i don't know if people realize how this is kind of like how much of a judd apatow adjacent movie this is Mm -hmm. and um i didn't know until last night when we were watching it or two nights ago whatever it was yeah and like you go back and look at it now and you you realize like holy crap that's like paul feig just like right there like in kind of like the the b group of the cast and um, you know, a lot of um, actors who, when they were kids from that time period, were in like other Disney movies and stuff. Like, I think there isn't there a little bit of like Mighty Ducks overlap? Yeah, there's a so, couple. I'm not as familiar with those mm-hmm. movies, but I was gonna say I think that you see these actors uh, elsewhere in similar movies at the time. But anyway, um, yeah, like as far as like the writing and production team behind it, it was kind of like a precursor to. In, in tone of stuff that came later and was sometimes more adult stuff like uh, the 40 year old virgin um, and more famously you know Judd a- am I saying his name right Judd Apatow Apatow I think so yeah Apatow, Judd yeah, A yeah, yeah. films <laughs> and filmography um, um, and yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's really cool and I, I think originally uh, in some earlier drafts or like early footage before they kind of nailed down what the the actual story progression was going to be it was it had more of an adult tone or like maybe at least it was like more comfortable having an, a more adult tone sometimes if not was just like planned to be like a pg-13 movie versus like a family film um which is kind of interesting too you can definitely uh, see uh, that when you watch it you smell those yeah, whiffs i was just about to say I was just about to say, like, you know, this is a really chipper and cheery kids movie, and they just kind of gloss over, like, the horrific facts that <laughs> they, one, capture this man oh, by, yeah. <laughs> by throwing him into a ditch. Um, they then revolt and take over the camp, and, like, then hold him a prisoner. And it's just like these are like some really fucked up ideas to be in a Disney movie, but like just the tone of it and the writing of it just like completely like nullifies like that horrific nature because everybody's oh, yeah. having a good time <laughs> no watching. Big deal. See, I was, uh, I, I realized watching this movie that I'm I've become an old man because no. uh, I was on the side of the grown-ups 
throughout the whole movie. I was, I was like, no, Ben Stiller's doing nothing wrong. He's totally in the right. These kids are the bad guys. Hot take. Yeah. But adults don't put Twinkies on their pizza. <laughs> what fun are you? He was just trying to make a buck, man. It's yeah, but he was sleazy about it's... it. He was he, he was endangering these children, like not feeding them. That's true. Like, that's true. Really, like really, when he put that big block of ice on his chest and had <laughs> Lars crack it open, like like really, what kid is gonna like or what? parent is going to see that and want to sign their yeah. kid up for that camp um <laughs> yeah that's not the camp hope that they were they were sold that they were advertised in the in, in the promotional <laughs> video uh i suppose we never really saw what that camp looked like um really uh it had the blob <laughs> it had go-karts so what else do you need to um, see it had a dance it hall. Have lars it had... lars was wonderful he was a he was a fun lars, guy I love lars. <laughs> I oh, yeah. lars. not only not only capturing and revolting uh they also take the the guards it the gets, the camp counselor lord of the flies in spots it does it does i, I think that's on purpose but in like that it, they, those are completely different worlds and tones of, of yeah. story, but they I guess they had to go there um, at least once. Yeah. And just um, implications, you know, be darned. Just <laughs> move along to the next scene, focus on uh -huh. the next scene. Yeah. Uh, well, I tell you what, let me let me take you guys through my trailer that I wrote for the sequel here. Please. Because... Um, I didn't have the connection to this movie that you guys do. I don't really know it that well. That's good, though. Yeah. I feel like I had only seen it, like, when I was younger. Like, you know, 50 years ago, because I'm an old man. Mm. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so I, like, identified with the grown-ups more and um, thought that the kids were in the wrong. And, um, <laughs> and then there was just, like, some stuff that bothered me. Like, at the end, they had the apache races and they all wore like dime store native <laughs> right. costumes it was really really quite yeah, cringy act four of the movie yeah yeah they beat the bad guy and then it's just a victory lap yeah where we can have mm -hmm. people in togas fighting people just like native americans kicking a dead horse while it's down yeah doing a billy madison ending it was a very billy madison ending <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that sometimes i suppose not hey, but we don't see those kinds of movies anymore where they have really a Speaking of Billy Madison, you mean fun? Right? Speaking of Billy Madison, I uh, looking into this movie a little bit today too. Uh, saw that the director is Stephen Brill, who's not super famous. He's definitely not like the most famous. What would I know him from? Name? Well, he is now very just so famously. Uh, most recently directed Hubie Halloween, now on okay. Netflix, starring Adam Sandler. <laughs> not sponsored. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're all it, wait isn't isn't it he's the co-writer he, right? he did yeah he wrote it with judd apto but um yeah. you can kind of imagine the dots between heavyweights and hubie halloween and you, you can make you can make some stabs and i think you'd be surprisingly more right than you'd expect just guessing some movies this guy might have directed in the past okay you know, yeah 25 years i just i i just want to say real quick before uh before we get into your script chris um i really enjoyed that you brought up the the fact of um that Judd Apatow wrote this movie and like how he's gone on to influence other comedies that like you like because you recognize that name and like I've been I've been like coming to that like a, a lot recently where I'm like holy shit like Greg Daniels wrote this oh, you yeah. know worked on The Simpsons uh, then did The Office and Parks and Rec and I love those shows and it's just like completely coincidental I, I, like, you didn't mean to follow I, those guys but you did as you watch yeah. different comedy growing up and and they've shaped my sense of comedy like so much <laughs> because of movies like this and i'm sorry i just wanted to add that in because oh, like awesome. it's 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 on top of the the nostalgia of the jokes in the movie it's like wow you know it's great to see that people are you know only get better at their craft totally. oh yeah you know? for sure in most cases anyway so, 
Sorry to interrupt, Chris. No interruption, man. I was just like gushing over here. Like, put put those gushes back in you, baby. Whatsoever. Let's get that cold clinical. I know. Dang it. Here we go. I'm ready. I'm on the slab. I don't know. I don't have that Wait connection to, to Judd Apatow either, I guess. No, that's interesting, um, though. Like, it's better to have a cold take. Like, you're not going to be... You're coming into this with no bias, so I'm interested to hear what you're... Okay. Yeah. I think it... it it's. Uh, we'll talk about it afterwards, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty, pretty goofy. Um, so this is a trailer, and um, let's have Steve, you do all the stage direction on it. Okay. Um, I'll be doing the role of announcer, mom, and Billy... And then, um, Tim, let's have you do the roles of Newsman, Mikey, and Alfred. Gotcha. You got it. I see that. All right. Okay. So this is, um, this is called Idiots. Okay. We hear a click and the, the low hum of the TV static start to fade in with the image of TV static snow. In a world... Quick flashes to big city skyscrapers and a newsman sitting at a desk preparing for a story. Where television is king. Newman, newsman, sorry, newsman. All right, played by Wayne Knight. Newman begins. Damn it, I did it again. Newsman begins his broadcast. Our top story tonight. We slowly zoom out as the image on the screen changes channels. We see a Teletubbies-esque toddler show, uh, then a cop drama, a cartoon, uh, a pharmaceutical commercial, etc., etc. The image continues uh, to pull out, revealing that we are looking at a television set that we see... Oh, sorry. We see feet propped up on the footrest, and there's a person watching TV in the recliner. Mom enters. Mikey, I told you to take out the recycling. In a minute. There exists a place. I don't want to go to camp. Uh, Did I mention that Mickey is the... Is uh, the dumbest person, uh, dumbest looking person on the planet. Anyway, we (laughs) cut to the airplane landing. Uh, Mickey walks into a camp cabin uh, where we see several boys stand around. They all look stupid as fuck. That's not so bad. Check it. One of the boys moves a painting on the wall to reveal a TV. Another pushes, uh, other boy pushes a large wooden chest to reveal another TV screen beneath. For boys to be boys. Uh, quick cuts to images of classic camp activities like the blob, yes. go-karts, yes. archery, target, yes. uh, and a campfire, yes. all laying dormant, mm. abandoned, empty. Until one day. Quick cuts to baseball bats, smashing TVs, fireballs coming from lab tables, and f- Flat maps being ripped down and replaced with globes. Cut to Mikey talking on a payphone. They're trying to tell me the world is a globe! It is. Cut to Alfred, a mad scientist-looking guy, addressing all the camp from a stage in a large dining hall. Now who can sell me the proper equation for the special theory of relativity? All of the kids look to each other, confused. Now, they're going to have to work together. We see the kids dressed all in black as they rummage through uh, filing cabinets in the dark using flashlights. To take back their summer. We see that they are f- the, the filing cabinet is empty. Alfred appears in the doorway holding a floppy disk. Is this what you see? <laughs> One of the kids grabs the disk and they all run. Cut to the kids in the woods surrounding a tree stump with a disk on it. How does it work? 
One of the boys lifts a large rock over his head. Cut to the kids standing on a dock, wearing swimsuits. A guy is looking, uh, sorry, a guy who looks like Carl from Die Hard uh, uses a stick to push one of the kids off the dock. He lands on the blob, launching another kid up into the lake. Uh, Cut to the kids in a lab-style classroom as Alfred stands at the head of the class. He uses a pointer to show a bar graph that is steadily growing. As you can see, the effects of climate change are very real. One of the kids in the class tries to throw a paper airplane, but it immediately crashes. Please, Mr. Nisa, aerodynamics is tomorrow, yes? (laughs) And along the way... Got to different boys smiling and hugging. They just might learn. So, vaccines are... Good for you? Some basic scientific concepts. We see some go-kart racing. Inertia rocks! <laughs> Got the title card. Idiots. That was visceral. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, you, uh, I think you have a message behind your script. <laughs> I feel like the studio is going to want to change the name, but I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I wanted to do uh, basically the same movie where they go to fat camp but then don't exercise. Um, where they go to, like, school camp because they just watch too much TV all the time and then they don't learn anything. There was a second I thought it was going to be full anarchy like <laughs> camp. Like, they, like, it's just extreme. The last movie turned to 16. Yeah. Because, uh, you had, um, <laughs> you, you're just, you just saw what happened in that and you're like, screw it. Just let them loose. <laughs> Um, Laws be yeah, damned. there's probably anarchy uh, in there. <laughs> I love the uh, move the chest, and there's a TV underneath <laughs> the chest. There's TV everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, they just want their, <laughs> they want their TV. They're dummies, and then the, the mad scientist is like scary. I love that. Uh, um, there's a lot to there's a lot to interpret there. Yeah, absolutely there was. Um, that was great. That was super goofy. Um, Steve, why don't you take us through your version of the sequel? Great. Uh, okay, so... Um, so I was thinking with this movie uh, that, that I, really, I really love, um, what, what would be a truthful thing that would be the sequel? Right, like what's the what's the logical move? And uh, as as much as I as we can praise like this movie for having like great kid humor because it's written by young Judd Apatow, um, <laughs> I I think that there would be a really predictable sequel. So that's why uh, we're trading in summer for winter okay. and. We're going to the mountain, baby, because there are no rules on the mountain. That's right, it's heavyweights winter break. <laughs> uh, so, so you can open up that document, and you'll see uh, I, I have an outline for it, and um, I also have a, a little summary of what happens with the post-credits. Ooh. Uh, yeah. All right, so uh, heavyweights winter break. Also, I want to say that this is like... Um, this would have this would uh, this would have come out in like ninety eight, ninety nine, like when they were you know they're still kids, they're still but cute. like they they also uh, you know they've grown a little bit, so now it's teenagers. It's more like the Stranger Th- Things season three vibe. Um, so yeah, they're they're a little bit older, you know. They're they're definitely a wiser, like, maybe. I'd say like, yeah, I'd say like freshmen in high school. So like, they know better from the first movie, but like they're still they're still young and, and inexperienced. Um, okay, 
so here we go. So it opens up, and uh, you know, it's it's like the same opening, basically, from the first one, where uh, they're they're all leaving school, but it's for winter break, and uh, you just see him walking through the snow, uh, you know, just battling the elements. So he gets there, and uh, they find out that in the mail that there's a Camp Hope winter. Uh, one week thing after Christmas and they all call each other big montage of that and they all get ready and they go. Uh, we find out that Pat and Julie are married now and uh, it's kind of like uh, like the new Bushkins um, and they co-own the camp and Tim returns as a counselor and Lars returns as like this Swiss <laughs> hot cocoa stand guy who gives advice to the kids um, uh, so they all arrive there and they find out that the mountain was just sold off to the bank and the buyer of Son it of is a... unknown oh, no. and uh, and that this is and another camp are the last ones to use the mountain before before it's it's you know it's official uh, so the kids have a great time catching up all of them are a little thinner and like I said they're they're you know becoming teenagers they're more like grown into their bodies uh, so you know they they uh, they all hang out and uh, uh, sorry I'm uh, so confused by what I wrote uh, I just said they still have work to do I'm like oh, oh wait theory. I think I uh, yeah <laughs> It was just like, you're just writing, like, from, like, the back part yeah. of your brain. It was just coming out. So, it's, take I your time. I think, I think I wanted to just, I was like, yeah, was, yeah, they're losing, they're losing weight, but, you know, they still got some work to do. Um, just like, you know, it, just inspirationally in the movie. Um, so, uh, yeah, they then uh, go to a montage, and it's, like, set to, like, I don't know, the, the Gin Blossoms or something, uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever was cool in the night, Hootie and the Blowfish yeah, in man. the 90s. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, they're, yeah. And, and they're, just, they're just, like, the montage is, like, they're so excited <laughs> to go skiing and hang out together, but then when they do, uh, <laughs> it's like that scene in the first one where it's like, you gotta hang tough, and they're all just, like, terrible at skiing. They're all, it's like, com comically falling and shit. Um, so, yeah. Uh, then they get to the bottom. They all make it to the bottom. And they're all exhausted and breathing heavy. And then they see a bunch of skiers coming down the mountain. And they're doing sick flips and jumps. And they're catching big air. They get to the bottom. And we find out that the other camp there is Camp MVP. Their leader gives, uh, their the kid leader kind of gives uh, Jerry some guff. And that's played by Ashton Kutcher. Okay. This was like peak, like season one. Right like, before seven. <laughs> 70s show or right as 70s show yeah yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> um and, and then they're rounded up by their new counselor it's not just some guy who was in the first one uh it is a young ryan reynolds and him and pat kind of get into it it kind of gives you like a whatever old man i'm the new counselor i'm cool um and you, throughout the movie, there's a riff, and they gotta like share this space, and there's a territory battle. So I was like trying to think of like pranks that they would play in the movie. So a couple that I came up with, and I'd love to hear some if you guys got any. But like they glue the like this is both of them doing it to each camp. Um, they glue their their ski boots, so like they're just like walking into the. Um, like, like, kind of like the rec hall, but they can't. They get. They're all clapping and, and clunking. Um, they stop the ski lift in the in the sky. Um, that's kind of terrifying. It's actually a plot to a, a horror movie. Um, <laughs> but you know, we'll make it fun. Like we did kidnapping a person in the first one. Um, you know, maybe like <laughs> they're they're working with Lars and they're like putting snow in the hot cocoa as they're handing it off. Um, I was also thinking that Camp MVP would have these like pristine white uniforms. They, they look so good, but then you know they throw in a, a red T-shirt and the, <laughs> all miscolored and shit. 
Um, so yeah, those, those are just a couple. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Those are great, man. <laughs> you gotta have that that sequence in the movie at some point. Yeah, you gotta have. Uh, I don't know. To me, I like the idea of somebody falling down the hill like a cartoon and turning into a big snowball. <laughs> yeah, just, just do it. Big, it's not realistic. A big just snowball. Do it. Actually, do it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll get to that in a bit. Um, I wish you there. can double that. You could like um, <laughs> try to outdo the famous Christmas story uh, pole lick. Yeah, yeah exactly. And at this point, what if this whatever year this is coming out? I guess no Dumb and Dumber would have recently pulled one too. But see, you can outdo that too. We gotta get more. We need more cold pole licks and cinema. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was the thing about the late '80s. That was early '90s. That was like something I was legitimately like, afraid of as a kid. Like I, I made sure I didn't do. I was too afraid it was gonna go bad. Yeah. Yeah. All these like skiing and snow towns. All right, I'm gonna get back to it. Um, so uh, Jerry and the gang uh, like hear men talking in the woods, and they hear that the mountain was bought to take the resources that are in it. And they go and tell Pat, and he thinks it's Camp MVP, and he tries to confront them and expose MVP to the papers. That's right, the papers. papers. Uh, <laughs> they they deny it, and then they see big trucks with drilling equipment coming up the hill. Uh, we discover that the mountain is full of tungsten and copper metal, the main ingredients to make light bulbs and light bulb accessories. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> A limo pulls up and Tony Perkins gets out. Unfortunately, his dad has passed away and he is the new light king of Western Pennsylvania. And he informs them that he not only bought the mountain, but is threatening to buy the surrounding area. That's right, Camp Hope and Camp MVP are gonna be leveled to accommodate this evacuation. Uh, oh, excavation, not evac evacuation of <laughs> yeah, materials. Uh, um, so the two camps decide they gotta work together to save their camps. Uh, they they challenge Tony to a ski race down the mountain. And for our viewers that haven't seen a lot of those ski movies, our listeners that haven't seen a lot of ski movies, once uh, a deal is agreed on the mountain, Someone, whoever wins that race, has to has to has to stay, and the loser has to leave town. If that applies here all as well. Work, yeah. mm -hmm. yep. Mountain deals. <laughs> Mountain uh, that, is a, that is a strict code that we abide by here on this podcast. Uh, um, so yeah, Ryan Reynolds like volunteers as champion because of course mm -hmm. um, it's a real. Uh, so uh, then right before the big race like Tony cheats by loosening the skis of Ryan Reynolds and like he's trying to warm up and it works too soon and he like busts his ankle and uh, you know then he's like oh you don't have a guy you gotta forfeit so then Pat takes up the challenge <laughs> uh, he's still a big poorly on, man um, <laughs> maybe a little thinner but uh, they then go down the mountain and Tony is a huge lead, um, but Jerry is smiling. And then, uh, I'm gonna add this in, uh, Pat's doing horrible and he falls and yeah, he turns into a big <laughs> snowball. Snowball. Hell yeah. Uh, just for fun. And as he's going just down the his mountain. hands and feet and head are sticking yeah. out. Right? Yeah, and as he like gets to the bottom of the hill, he, he passes in front of a like a, a hot air blower that instantly just clears all the snow from him and so he can land and win the race. Perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he rolled down. That's how he picked up the speed. That's one way. Uh, Alternate ending. So, so, so Jerry is, um, <laughs> he's kind of smiling. Everyone's like, why well, you got that shitty grin on your face? And, uh, and then like Pat gets down there but Tony never shows up and Jerry's kind of just like oh I guess he didn't want to lose to us twice and it cuts to Tony laying in the same exact pit from before <laughs> uh, from, from the first movie 
They save the camp. Everybody wins. <laughs> roll credits. Yes. Yeah, roll yes. credits. Then after the credits, here okay. we go. Okay. All right. So this is just a scene of, uh, you know, like right after it's before his dad passed so he's in the scene but I know this is kind of high concept for, for a Disney movie um, but like it's kind of like well if this doesn't work because he talks about like fracking the mountain he's like if this doesn't work what do you want to do and he's like dad I just I just want to be a good man and he's like why do you deal with like trying to trying to uh and he keeps saying the good man part but the dad's like why are you trying to deal with all these kids like don't worry about kids you should you should help adults get in shape you know you should go start your own gym and i was <laughs> oh, okay. tying together yeah. a, a fan theory that tony perkins is walt Gibbon. <laughs> <laughs> yep i think that i think and yeah that's that's what this movie's really about you should have just written that movie um. <laughs> it's the same. It's, it's a similar situation as you know, um, as Walter White going into witness protection and starting a, another family. Exactly. Yes, I love. I love With, that. That's uh, that's true, though. This is all yeah. real. This happened. A really smart little son. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, they are. Walter White is uh, Hal, and and uh, Tony is um, White. Bobo Jim, whatever White, his name yeah. is. Yeah. White Goodman? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, White Goodman. That's right. <laughs> I said Walt. Um, no, yeah, White Goodman. Um, and then, uh, you know, one day we'll do. Uh, what's it called? Uh, how he became White Goodman to the actor that he plays in Tropic Thunder. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just tie it all together. <laughs> Just tie it all yes. together. Maybe, yes. maybe somehow work in, like, his background story in The Cable Guy if you really want to, like, <laughs> go deep into the, the Jerry Stiller cinematic universe. Yeah. The JSCU. Uh, <laughs> right, that's his, no, the, the Ben's, I'm sorry, the BS, the BS perfect uh-huh. CU, Jerry Stiller, God rest his soul, is uh, his father. Yeah, well, you know, he became mm-hmm. uh, this 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 character that we're talking about. He became uh, Tony Perkis um, after, after Mary left him for Brett Favre. He was like, I got to get in shape. And, mm-hmm. and that's how he changed his identity to Tony, so... There it is. Uh huh. I'm sure there was some. There had to be some little bit of inspiration that bled over from heavyweights into dodgeball. Yeah. At least yeah. a little bit, just in the perform, just just in Ben Stiller's delivery, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't, need sure to, I don't even really know who worked on dodgeball. I need to refresh myself on that. Maybe there is more overlap than I realize. There probably is. Yeah. I I just imagine that uh, (laughs) that somebody close to him, you know, when he was doing this movie, was just kind of like, "Hey, did you already kind of play this character before?" Oh yeah. Oh, he's just I don't know. I see. I like the idea that uh, all these famous actors just play the same character in every movie. Um, Mm -hmm. So that just works for me so well, Steve. (laughs) Uh, I feel like even after uh, Dodgeball, this character goes to work at a retirement home in Happy Gilmore. And then, oh, there, you, there you go. <laughs> he just he keeps having all these like failed relationships that you think it's going to work out and it ends up not working out. Um, and then it turned and, out they were all just Walter Mitty visions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know how that movie works. I have not seen that one yet. If any, I don't know. And meet the parents is thrown in there too. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's because after the visions, he wakes up and he realizes that he's watching the museum for the night. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> it was all a dream. <laughs> it was all a dream. It was all a dream. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's we should cut that together. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure he could take little clips from all those movies and make that actually a thing. <laughs> <laughs> the super secret life just, of Ben Stilly. Yeah, yeah. We just, we just have to sound convincing on a YouTube video. <laughs> Easy. 
<laughs> YouTube is instant authority. Just, you know, everyone really respects Tony the process. <laughs> Tony Perkins was in 1995. White, Goldman, White Goodman, he was in 2005. That's right, 10 years apart. Of course they grew into the same character. That's what you gotta uh-huh. do with a bunch of clips. Well, you can like, you can just bridge it even more, right? And you can be like, at one point, he, uh, when he, when he, when he lost the camp, he went to go like, um, sell jeans. Like, wasn't Ben Stiller in a jeans commercial for a while or something? Oh man. He might have been. <laughs> he was a hot commodity for a second yeah. when he yeah. had his like talk show and, or whatever show it was and stuff. Yeah, the MTV, MTV show. Yeah. Oh man. This was was a more sketch. Oh, yeah. I missed it. <laughs> I've seen bits. Uh, I don't know. He was. I think he was in a thing. Not to keep lingering on dodgeball, but I do <laughs> feel like I'm realizing that there's. I I feel like there was an untapped opportunity there, like a, a still untapped opportunity of like business. Any just comedy movies, very, like simple comedy movies but about mm-hmm. like the the core concept is different like warring rival weird businesses in that movie and, and then the concept can be anything from that because in dodgeball yeah. it was about gyms warring gyms and they settled it with a dodgeball game it's like let's yeah. make the next one about hardware stores and <laughs> they settle it with um red Rover. Yeah. <laughs> perfect there you go um, Slap it down, shit. ship it out. You know what? We're gonna record dodgeball right after this. Um, <laughs> we might as well. It's we got it. We got it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. We. Sh- yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm a little bit high. Um. <laughs> I'm a little bit low. Um. Yeah. Let's. Uh. Let's make. Dodgeball too. Yeah, that was a good warm up. No, I'm ready because that was, um, you know, kind of free flowing. And uh, like I said, this is kind of I've got. I whenever I have an opportunity like this, I'm so indecisive. Like a lot of ideas come to mind. So I couldn't. Of course, mm-hmm. I couldn't pick between them all for something concrete like Grande's excellent outline. So I've got some ideas. I will not stop, sir. And. Um, <laughs> So, but what's interesting is that uh, I, I like that, that Steve's sequel was um, intended to have been made like only a few years after the original. So, like basically everybody who's who was in the original is still viable and mostly mm-hmm. still affordable. I it it made me realize, and I didn't even think twice about it. But in all my ideas, um, the one thing that was they have in common is that it was cast and set as if they were like making a sequel but also soft rebooting it today um you know like 25 years after the fact Mm -hmm. and so there's definitely some character overlap but maybe the movie doesn't center it it might but maybe it doesn't center on those same characters maybe they kind of help guide the story transition the story from the old one into the new one but anyway um yeah i was thinking of it like it was a like a sequel reboot set now Mm -hmm. so everyone has obviously aged that much Mm -hmm. and uh it could go a few different ways um but the one thing i wanted to have for sure is that we get we get the actors now adult actors who Mm -hmm. played jerry uh josh and roy and roy was now probably the most famous was played by keenan thompson okay yes i'll be honest i forgot what all of their names were so i had to look it up Um. i I (laughs) remembered uh jerry obviously and then uh josh's uh sticks out because he came back and he did the zombie bit (laughs) okay yeah yeah, they don't say roy's name enough but that's that's keenan's character and then there's the you know the rest of them too. They can all come back. They're welcome. Um, whoever's well, shoot, whoever's Except still around you, or alive, because a few of them passed away. I saw at least one of them. Like oh really? Yeah, is uh, sadly um, was you know not that many years ago. So, wow. um, but as much of a reunion as you can pull. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like, I don't know if, if Paul Feig is around or wants to like show off. You know, be in a scene as Tim. Tim Blake Nelson is in this. Was in this movie. I know. What a, for a good second, surprise! Which I 
forget every time in between every time I watch this movie that, that he's in that as I wish he could have done more and so he's you know so maybe good. we can't get him to come back around he's kind of moved on to bigger and better things but one scene would be cool we have that moment for the come the returning fans like early in the first act where it's like you, sque- you, you squeeze all the cameos in you get it out of the way mm-hmm. but either way I, 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 I wanted to follow the structure of the original with whatever I did so we got okay. these these three core um, boys from the first movie who are now adults and if the movie is not going to center on them uh, I wanted the movie to center on their kids it's kind of okay. a it's kind of a cliched thing for a sequel that's especially like a long distance sequel but yeah. that uh, heavyweights is a that cliched seems pretty movie. natural yeah yeah in, in in ways that acceptable ways I feel like it's it's um what do I want to say? It's not putting on any airs. Like you, it's it kind of wears itself on its sleeve. You know what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to be reinvent the wheel or anything like that. And by the way, my working title is heavier weights. I <laughs> nice. to get that out that's there. Good. I like um, heavier weights. Final, <laughs> but um, that's that's where we're at for now. Numbers numbers are very 90s. We're not doing numbered sequels. They always figure out a way to get out of the number. Which I don't know. I like the number. I like a good just high single digit number. It's like you shows you've been around a while yeah. you know Jason wasn't afraid mm-hmm. every so often so <laughs> but that's not what studios want in the 21st century so we're going with heavier weights and um, the, so the, one of the things that came to mind would be their kids going to a summer camp and I think it would be cool to uh, not not make a big deal about it but modernize it a little bit by not mm-hmm. having it be like all about boys like it would be it could be a co-ed summer camp not even necessarily yeah uh, like a weight loss camp but you got to have there's going to be some sort of camp at the core that it, like most mm-hmm. of the events transpire at and um, so there'd be boys and girls uh, probably like about the same like early teen pre-teenage as like everyone was in the first sure. movie if we go that route um, we'll still, you know, they'll still split people up into into bunks and stuff like that. Um, I think it'd be cool to have, like, again, keeping it low key, just it's everyday life. Have um, a trans or like a gender queer kid in there, and just like let them, they just go to whichever bunk they identify as. Like, no one Absolutely. even makes a big deal about it. They're, they're just there. It's a fact of life, and they're part of the the antics that that eventually transpire. Um, I thought that it would be, I didn't necessarily want to bring Tony Perkis back. It's so easy to bring Tony Perkis back into like any heavyweight sequel situation because he's such a great entertaining villain. So have that floating in the back of your mind with Mm -hmm. all of these couple core concepts as like, as a possibility. It's like, obviously you could have Tony Perkis come back and like stir up trouble and have to have everyone fight back in their own way. But I thought it would be funny to do uh, kind of a Tony Perkis parallel, have a woman as the villain. Oh, um, okay. And have it be, you know, that, that kind of business changing hands sort of thing that leads to sort of um, uh, like a little bit of unchecked capitalism being attempted to overlay it into what's supposed to just be like something that's for the, the betterment of the kids. Sure. And the owner is trying to like get you know shave more off the top and get something out of that too so i was imagining this woman i don't have like a name picked out but her thing could be rather than trying to turn the camp into like a weight loss program and make like um you know uh direct to video like uh, exercise tapes out of it Mm -hmm. she'd be trying to market and sell like athleisure okay or like compression wear and she's only making the kids wear this like Lululemon type stuff, and it's just everybody hates it. It's like uncomfortable. <laughs> it doesn't do what it says. It's a ripoff. There's like weighted versions that have like you know bags of sand on them and stuff. Like yes, this. that could yes. be your montage Whoa. moment of uh, or you know as you move into kind of the middle of the movie, showing off this just the goofy product line and all the stuff these kids are forced to like do camp activities. Uh, with under the guise of it like oh it improves your performance Mm -hmm. um, and sell it to their families and stuff and you know obviously the kids find out they they take matters into their own hands and they they uh, they try to keep the camp pure again and and it might be Camp Hope it might not like I said Um, and yeah you know we touched on it in the very beginning how the Apache Relay kind of 
comes back out of the blue <laughs> at the very yeah. end. It's mentioned, but they also had a really like pretty satisfying climax already <laughs> with like the defeat of Tony. And so uh, I wasn't sure if you want to have an event like that in it. I like think if you, you do. You, you, you have to, yeah, right? Just out of tradition. Yeah. Um, you could throw something in there. And, All new uh, events. Yeah, I really, I don't know if you need to really, again, reinvent the wheel with having it be some sort of, like, uh, child-friendly relay race. Like, maybe oh, it should slightly, be like a... Maybe you like can get a, the technology, movie-making technology's better, you can get some better angles, have like a ropes course or something. But, mm-hmm. yeah, generally, I think that that's, that's one of those uh, not-broke don't need to fix it sorts of things yeah it could even um, be like a co-generational thing where the the grown-ups and the kids are working together oh yeah yeah because yeah, i'd love to get yeah um like i said yeah whoever's available you know i don't know what schedules mm-hmm. will permit but you definitely got to get um the guy who played pat back if you can yeah. i feel like he's the he's the linchpin in it um Ben Stiller, maybe Ben Stiller shows up to help save the day this time. You know, maybe maybe Ooh. Tony Perkis. They have to call in the big guns, and he's like a little bit reformed, and he comes in and he's like, "All right, here's what we got to do. Everything else has failed. We're gonna take which this, uh, which uh, version of Ben Stiller is he at this point? Is he um, is he the actor been. or is he the, <laughs> no, <laughs> is, I, he the I, is he the gym owner? He's 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 um, still Tony. He's 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 in Tony <laughs> Perkis mode for, for this <laughs> one again. He, he's been, uh, at the end of the first movie. I guess there's a bonus scene where he's uh, just a joke throwaway scene where he's selling, trying to sell like healing crystals door to door. Right, right. Now. And so, you know, he could just kind of be a guy who's gone through multiple failed businesses right now. And if he's still good or bad, in this case, he'd be good. And, you know, he's he's oh. come around, but he still knows he can tap into I those dark ways. To... He was selling crystals at the end. <laughs> what a good gift. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a, like, who was really? Who was that joke for? Like that, was, that joke was for the I guess parents. it's just a dunk like, on I hippies. I don't movie. know. It might just be a generic dunk on like on door to door oddity salesman. I don't know about I don't know about you guys, but I never sat through the credits as a kid. Again, <laughs> I just went to the next. No, one. I didn't remember. Uh, uh, it was even there until reviewing a plot synopsis. So. <laughs> Uh, no, no fault there either, because I totally forgot about it. But it is interesting. It, it's something that could be, yeah, tapped into. Yeah, uh, if I, you like. I, Maybe he's still doing I, it. Maybe the crystals took off, and he's like, um, mm-hmm. he's like, uh, um, <laughs> I was trying to think of that. I was trying to think of that Mike Myers movie. He's a love guru of himself. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like Wilson. That's a whole other movie. You know, you could do. That is know, his whole. I just other finally movie. saw. The Conjuring for the first time, and they really okay. like ham fist the Annabelle stuff in there, and the Annabelle movies kind of oh, become its own universe now, right? This could split off, yeah. But then there's a Conjuring two that's just a little bit more like baseline scary horror. Well, there's an Avengers two, and it's all the Avengers universe. Well, so with the, the Annabelle <laughs> movies are almost their own thing, so you could almost have like a Tony Perkis like, um, mm-hmm. uh, what's it called? Spin-off. The Ben verse movie well yeah and obviously it fit into that too of course but, i think uh, you know if i'm right and he was the main character after all then we should have a tony perkis sequel um or like a mid <laughs> like what's he been doing in the meantime it could be like a it could be a short oh a lion king one and a half yeah 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 it could be a directive video thing, but the production value would be um, good tim i want to say i want to say that um i like that you made a Tony turn uh, turn good and like it kind of like a, a Terminator two. Yes, he pulled a Terminator two, yeah. and now that he's now he's back, he's spiritually healed. Like he's realized that all that stuff he's that he was concerned about anymore. in the first yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's about the crystals. <laughs> well, the Shoot, if you really baby. want to tie into the Ben Stiller verse, in, at the end of Dodgeball, he's fat. Like he's fully fat. So mm-hmm. he could he, be, he could be that way, but he could be uh, okay with it. He could be like Buddha fat, and uh, it could you know keep keep that theory living and going full circle. I like that. The other I had a whole other idea too, where it's it just stays focused on the grown ups. Those those actors stick around, mm-hmm. and they're like um, <laughs> I called it a straight up grown ups type movie. 
basically is what it would be it'd basically be that format but a heavyweights reunion um you know what it is is it's they're they're going to a wedding that's at the old campground i really like that oh that's really good because i was thinking it's like what do they do they're on vacation together they're just like they it's not implausible that they stayed for that was such a formative experience mm-hmm. that they stayed friends into adulthood they kept in touch now they have families of their own but maybe those kids are young young kids and not old enough to be like the center of their own movie yet but these dads go on like a like a mancation reunion well no they can thing. bring the families just like, like grown ups because Jerry and the one girl that he danced with for five seconds uh, end up getting together well, yeah it could be like in, in the off season camp hope like um it like takes just takes guests for that experience uh-huh. so it like makes sense that the adults are there it's not like a just for kids thing they can see yeah you can get your cameos in there pat and um what was her name sorry i forgot her name nurse julie, nurse julie <laughs> which is another whole like like almost its own subplot in the movie for a second oh, can we too. bring the cameraman back because I really love oh, the cameraman. Yeah. I, I always call Who that guy... filming the wedding? I always call that guy Adam Sandler's friend. I don't know his real name. I just recognize him as Adam Sandler's yeah. buddy. He's just Adam yeah, Sandler's I, buddy. I, I did That's all I know about Um But no, whatever it is with the where their adults are, the focus, uh, yeah, somehow Tony comes back into the fold. I think, it, I think if it's Tony versus the adults from the... The now adults from the first movie, mm-hmm. they, he, Tony definitely has to be evil there. I don't know. I guess unless Athleisure Lady comes in. Sure. Do you think having her first name be Lulu would be too on the nose? <laughs> you think they'd sue? Her last no. name wouldn't be Lemon. It could be though. It could be like we smell mm. different. L e a m i n. Whatever the name would be, so we, we can go over that right now. The name would have to be like a clear parody. Like a Disney parody of Lululemon. Yeah. Choo Choo Pepper. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Bobo Booty. <laughs> Baba Booty. Oh. Something like that. Something like that. People absolutely. would know. It would, people would be the adults would be like, oh, Harold, uh, I get it. Uh, yeah. Wendy Watermelon. <laughs> I do like yeah. Keep keep it uh, keep a fruit as the core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the double you, W's in there. Chris, you said choo choo cherry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that I said. Really? No, that was it like half didn't register with me. That seems so apparent. We'll, we'll put up a poll on our Facebook when this episode comes out. Which which name did you oh, like yeah. better? Or submit your own. Yep. We'll read the best on <laughs> the, the, the letters segment <laughs> of the next episode. <laughs> Just gonna turn the show into Zoom. Uh, well, <laughs> I think that I think that's uh, the the major conceit is it's like I th- I think my favorite idea is it would um, the the adults who are grown from the first movie would make an appearance at the beginning. They kind of anchor mm-hmm. it, but I, I like the idea of you know switching to bringing some new talent into the mix having their kids uh, take the reins, mm-hmm. but having um, the, the, the format be clear, that it's like this once pure location where kids, you know, have fun and make memories is under threat and uh, for, by, uh, by corporate interests, by, by moneyed interests, and they gotta, they gotta take it back and make it for the kids again. When it, when it, with the adults, the it's kind of just it, right? like, yeah. it's just kind of, I see it becoming like a, I don't know, a little bit less to latch on to. I hate thinking like full executive that way. I just want to do sure. like, the funniest ideas sometimes. So I at least want to throw it out there. It's like, oh, imagine if it was just the adults again. Wouldn't it be cool to see adult Keenan doing funny heavyweights mm-hmm. things again? But um, yeah, I would watch it. I feel like <laughs> I having watch it before I watch real grown-ups. That's fair. Oh, that's fair for sure. <laughs> but having like the the place to fight for. Um, which I guess, yeah, it, like like uh, Chris, you said, it would have to be an event at Camp Hope again for the adults mm-hmm. to like really care. It can't just be a random like other place, unaffiliated. If if the adults are going to be a part of like the uh, the taking back, right? But whereas the kids can go anywhere, maybe someplace new. Why would? Yeah, I'm that was stupid. Why didn't even suggest that? Of course, it would be Camp Hope. Maybe it's just not a fat camp anymore. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, it's space camp. It's, 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 I was gonna. 
I was gonna suggest what if it's like a um, it's not labeled as fat camp get get exercising camp or it's just it's one just thing like, they do. It's like a wellness like you know like new age like kind of like mm-hmm. kind of like when you when you said lululemon kind of character i was like oh one is paltrow with goose yes like yeah. that's who came to mind oh, my so, God. Like, I, I kind of see that as that for kids but are like you know i like that way weird. better actually rather than like too. athleisure i just think athleisure is funny to say and make fun of <laughs> it is it but is. i actually like it better if it's like oh it was like a like a cool basic summer camp and then this woman comes in who like rather than like amp mm-hmm. stuff up like tone stuff down way too far in the other direction and no one is like allowed to do anything or like risk injury and it's just like oh we want to you know enjoy our summer we want to rough house and run around uh, yeah. I like that a lot. I think, actually, I that's think that's come. That's being woven in. I'm stealing that. You just hit the nail <laughs> on the head of like all of like we hit. We we've took us a while, but we found the, um, the camp movie outline. Right? Is it's yeah. like you you have kids who are one way, and then something that's the opposite comes in and tries to teach them otherwise, and then they band yeah. together and and they don't. You know, they don't have to be at space camp. They don't have to be at goop camp. Oh, and I like that that kind of, um, not to worry about sanitization of, you know, for audiences or anything too much in advance, but I feel like that's good too, where it's like, this is clearly something that's like not ideal for the kids, but it's not really like, no one's quite in danger the same way, so right. no one's going to be, you know, worrying about the realism Well, they do have that. to lay on nails of bed with ice crushed over their chest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but this time for like therapeutic reasons, you know, like to soothe right. muscles, but it's, you know, it's a little too much still. <laughs> yeah, and they don't necessarily have to like tie people up in the woods and capture them. Oh, and yeah, we want we want Lars to still be in the story. You've got to have too. Lars. I really Lars. love Lars. Lars is my the, the most quotable my favorite part, I think, of, of heavyweights, personally. He's such yeah. a good little goon, uh, man. It, my college roommates and I, my senior year, <laughs> we loved that movie and that character in particular because we had all seen it. And we would just come into the room and be like, honey. <laughs> Out of context. Or um, <laughs> they, hear, they hear a bang happening in your room, like a loud noise happens, and you just walk out. And you're like, "Don't be alarmed. I am fine. Yeah, like, I, I have a severely deviated septum." <laughs> <laughs> but he comes around. He's he's real quick. Aside, if heavyweights was Dragon Ball Z, check this out. Pat, Pat is Goku. Tim is Krillin. Uh, Julie can be Bulma or Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi, I guess, whatever. But the main point is, Lars is definitely Vegeta. Because he starts off as an enemy, but he comes around. That sounds... friend. That sounds 100% he, he sees, accurate. I know the everything truth. there is about Dragon Ball Z. It's just, it's just for anime that fans. is totally accurate. I, I just want to say to our, our, previous, our previous guest of uh, Donovan and Justin uh, there, we finally talked about Dragon Ball guys. Z. I knew you were out there. Um. <laughs> So much fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks so movie, much for having me. This movie me, turned guys. out to be a lot more fun than I like. After the initial watch, I was, I was like, worried. Ah. I was, I was, yeah, before, as we were fun. getting started, and right before, I was like, oh, Chris had a visceral reaction to this movie—a strong like <laughs> scowl, get off my lawn type reaction um, to these kids. No, it wasn't. I mean, it was that strong immediately, but it, it didn't last. Um, I saw the, I saw the goofiness. And tried tried to embrace that more. <laughs> it, def- it also, I feel like, deserves to be said. It's also a very. It has a lot of like '90s isms to it too. Just like on the production side, like you can really see mm-hmm. and and tell with with how it's presented and moves that it's got it's 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 hitting its own number. Like it wasn't the first movie to do what it did, and. Yeah. I, at least anything I would try it to make. It won't be the last if we have anything to say about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, and maybe that's I what we need just, right now. 
I just love the character development of Lars. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and, and also the, the, new country. The, the filming guy, Adam Sandler's friend. Um, but the fact that he goes from bad guy to good guy. That's true. And not only good guy, but like, yeah, I'll play Andy Warhol in your, <laughs> yeah, in your yeah. little game. That's right. He yeah. deserves like a comic at least. Like a, like a tie-in. Look, and you like know what? The cameraman played a guy too. The cameraman was Einstein. Einstein. <laughs> Yeah, well, what I'm saying is, in this movie, when anyone picks a sign, they go all in. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Tim, thank you so much for joining us. Before we get out of here, is there anything that you would like to plug uh, to any of our listeners, let them know about? Yeah, so um, some people know this about me. I'm a video game obsessed. And it's been a quieter year for a lot of people uh, on the creative side of things, but uh, I've uh, yeah, you're telling me, huh? gotten yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, no, my good friend uh, Ben and I, we uh, have had a YouTube channel called Blammer Bros, where we were doing kind of you know your run of the mill let's play sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. A few episodes a week. We started in 2014 actually. And we, it was, it was our thing that we did when we lived together. And so we haven't lived together for a few years, but now we've, uh, figured things out. We've gotten back, back in touch. Together. We've the band is back together. The band is back together. The Blammer band is back together and we're doing stuff on Twitch still under Blammer Bros. Um, Hell yeah. uh, a couple times a week, as much as we can. So we do streams there for a few hours. You're getting more bang for your Blammer Bros buck these days. What kind of things are you doing? What kind of games? Uh, well, for October, we're trying to play like stuff on the scarier side. I've mm. been playing this uh, game I love called Hollow Knight. Ben uh, just played Resident Evil 2 with his girlfriend. They called it couples therapy. Uh, <laughs> in, in years past, we've played like Outlast, a few different Resident Evils, PT, the famous PT. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we're going with. We're actually doing, I don't know if this will come out in time for it, but uh, Saturday, the uh, Halloween, um, we're going to be streaming a bunch of games in that vein, different scary things. I want to do Batman Arkham Asylum, too. That's a really good one. Yeah, that'll um, be we, great. We, we cover the gamut. We do it all. We stream a couple times a week on Twitch, and everything goes up on YouTube after, so you don't have to worry about, like, catching us live or fitting a schedule. Just check did out you, YouTube, um, and it's all there. Going back years, too, if you want just junk to watch. Did you guys ever do that, um, that maze that, like, at a certain point, the scary face pops up and screams at you? Uh, because you should trick, you should like tell him, hey, this is the game we're gonna play. I think that's PT. And no, it's like a old. This was like a meme in like the early thousands, yeah. where there'd be like oh. a green yeah. and black maze, and you had to try and get through it. And it it, it teases you because you go through a couple levels of like ordinariness, where you just get through the maze really easy, and then it gets really difficult. And as you try to concentrate and get close to the screen, <laughs> this scary face pops up and it screams. Oh it's so, so I know, funny. I miss this. I need to look you this should, up. I need to you check should out look it up and and make him tell him to play it like it's the first time and <laughs> just get him getting all scared. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it's inevitable. Yeah, that's the best. There's like an extra oomph of entertainment value in the spooky game videos. But um, yeah, no, we play old stuff, new stuff, and uh, yeah, we're doing it all the time. So we'd love to have you check us out. Tell a friend if you're not a gamer yourself. Tell your tell your gamer friends, man. Yeah, all, all are welcome. Blammer bros. It's more. It's so much um, more fun when we have people watching to 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 chit chat with and like you know mm -hmm. just vamp like we're doing Absolutely. now. Just vamp. It up. It's a season for vamping. Come on. <laughs> it is the season for vamping. <laughs> it is time for the season of vamping. Uh, uh, Tim, I just want to throw out there that. Uh, if you ever decide to go down the Super Smash Brothers route, oh, yeah, I mean, you got you got two guys right here willing to spar with you. No, you got my number. Hit me up. I got it. I'm ready. I'm I'm rusty, but I'm ready. Grande, cool. that's all he does is play Smash Bros. He's real good. That's true. Um, <laughs> I can't beat that dog. Well, yeah. So <laughs> who can? Yeah, Blammer Bros. I'm gonna check it out. I encourage anyone listening to check it out. If you're into video game let's plays on Twitch and stuff, it's 
I mean, I like you, so I'm going to check out the show because it sounds like it's just oh, a yeah. fun time. I think we're pretty, we're pretty likable. We have friends on where we've opened it up where we can take uh, calls through Discord. It's really cool. Kind of have a radio show vibe. Oh, nice. As more, we haven't had a ton of people come through, but as more people do, we'll do that more regularly and just treat oh, it yeah. like Howard Stern style, but there's a game being played. Yeah. Um... Awesome. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Exactly. Um, That's the name of the athleisure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could stay here and talk heavyweights, you know, even more, but I really, no, you, I'm out lie. of time because I, I listen. Be nice. No, I want to, but I, but I can't. I have to go. I have to run. Oh, okay? oh I'm sorry. I, I got to go. Uh, be the dude who's playing the dude disguised as the other dude <laughs> in in the, oh. in Thailand or something. <laughs> that reminds me, I gotta run because I'm playing a younger version of myself telling my life story. No, I'm not Eminem. I'm, I'm a guy that you listen to <laughs> on the radio, and you're gonna see my origin story and all my private parts. <laughs> well, uh. I mean, I, uh, I hate to say it, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've, uh, sorry, I've got to, I got to run, but yeah. I just realized I'm need to finish setting up sharp, small objects around the floor of my apartment. So the holiday bandit opportunists <laughs> don't take advantage of the fact that my family forgot me. Oh no. When they went on vacation. So. <laughs>